Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coach Ani the Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to notice that there is already another friendly face here. This is Ashley Leeper. If you don't know, she is actually the owner and the creator of the Luna Method, which I just have to say mad props for creating anything because <laughs> it's so hard. Ashley, do you want to like say hi, introduce yourself, tell us like a little bit about you? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I'm Ashley. I created Luna. Um, I'm from a really small town. Um, we literally have more cows than people. Um, I am super, super into art, and I just love all things on the more macabre end of the world. Um, I love Edgar Allan Poe and Salvador Dali, and um, I love to learn. I love to learn as much as I can about anything. Um, yeah, that, that's a little short synopsis. Love it. I love that before this podcast, Ash was literally like, Ani, I'm not good at this. I'm like, I'm just going to ask you easy questions. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's a hard one. Such a dick. Um, so one of the reasons that I really wanted to have Ashley on today is I'm obviously, if you know me from Instagram, I've recently been talking a lot about my ADHD and autism that I honestly didn't know I was until Ashley and her and I were sitting at her house one day. We're just chit-chatting about all the funny things that we do. Turns out we had a lot of similarities and Ashley was finally like, you do know you're autistic, right? And I was like, <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> what? Who are, you, who are you talking to? And she was like, you, you do know you're autistic. And I was like, no, girl, it's my ADHD. That's what makes me fun. And then she actually had me take a test one day. <laughs> Surprise. I'm autistic. <laughs> yes. I laugh. <laughs> She's just, yes. And I laugh at that. So Ashley is also autistic. And because I've been talking more and more about being neurodivergent, I talk about it on Instagram and I'm very open about it because I feel like it's it's not really addressed enough. So I thought it would also be cool to hear from another woman who is an entrepreneur, the CEO of her own company, who's also autistic and has still managed to do really great things. Because I think where people get hung up is number one, they don't know. And when you don't know, I think you think you're just weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like people. Yeah, people are like, oh, I'm just <laughs> and quirky. I'm like, you're like, you're you're something. You're neurodivergent. You're on the spectrum. There's something about you. You're there. So I think it's either people don't know or they do know, and then they're all almost like, what do I do with this information now? Like, what do what do what am I supposed to do with it now that I know? So a lot of people have been asking, how do like I call it ADHD paralysis. What did you call it? Executive dysfunction? So there's executive dysfunction and pathological demand avoidance. And typically they do overlap a lot. So like typically um, ADHD can be a comorbidity of autism, especially in women. But executive dysfunction is more for the ADHD world and PDA is typically more for the autism world. So Executive dysfunction is what we typically relate to it when we don't know that we are on the autism spectrum. Can you, in case you guys can't tell already, Ashley is so smart. <laughs> I say this all the time that I'm going to say this. I think I'm a smart bitch. Like, I don't think I'm stupid by any means. But sometimes when Ashley talks, I'm like, 
um, Siri, can you can you can you define these words she's using? I <laughs> you speak. I'm like, oh, I'm smart, but you're like smart, smart. Like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like a down the rabbit hole person, and I have a hard time getting out smart. <laughs> I no, think I it's less different. So can you, I hate to say tell the people, but can you, and I'll say this, I feel like for me, Ashley has been, an, I don't want to say an amazing resource, but like an amazing resource and a friend of even, I feel like when you first like join a community that you don't know you are on the spectrum or are ADHD or neurodivergent, and then you all of a sudden like the world opens, it's almost like, what do I do with this information? So I feel like Ashley's been really great for me to be like, hey, first off, is it said this way or this way? Just to make sure I'm being correct and not like offending someone, which I've said a thousand things incorrect. Literally every step of the way I've said it wrong. <laughs> not because I'm trying to be a dick, but it's one of those things like what you don't know, you don't know until you know. Yes. So can you talk a little bit? I almost said PDA. That's not, it's not PDA. What was it? It is PDA. It was called demand avoidance. Oh, nailed it. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and what executive dysfunction is? Um, yeah, so they do have some overlap, but PDA is like where you just can't. It's it's not like a burnout. It's not executive dysfunction. We'll call like a burnout kind of. Okay. Right? Um, so PDA is when somebody puts a demand on you or even a request on you, the answer is basically no. And it's not because you don't respect them or don't care. It's just because you can't. And and they would have asked in a different way. The answer could have easily been yes. But like it could be as simple as like, will you unload the dishwasher? No. But could you help me unload the dishwasher? Yeah. Or let's unload the dishwasher right now. That would have been a yes answer for me. Okay, I can do that. But to give me like this open-ended demand, okay, the answer is no. Or one that I really struggle with is I'm going to have you organize these books. Like, for example, I would really struggle with that because what do you want me to do with them? Yeah. Like that would be like the answer to me would be no because I would instantly go into executive function. So that's where my ADHD would kick in. Okay. So executive dysfunction is where you burn out. Like you burn out and like you just every little bit of your brain is firing off at the same time and you just don't know which way to go and so you don't go is that almost like because i feel like i've done that where i'm i love a good list but then i feel like sometimes i fuck myself because then i make a list and then i'm like where do i start I, I, i'm never gonna be able to start i'm never gonna get this done and then instead of doing that i'm just like you know what? Laundry. I should I should switch over to laundry instead. I should sweep right now instead of everything that's on my list. I think so, that that's why people like leave the laundry in the washer for so long. It's because they are just so burnt out from everything else. <laughs> but I think that that's why you just keep washing the laundry and washing the laundry. And I know that there are people who don't do that, but I do do that. I absolutely have done that. Honestly, thank God for my boyfriend who he's more so neurotypical and he's just like, yeah, I'll switch the laundry. I think he has actually washed my salon towels more than I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, salon towels are a problem. 
Salon towels are absolutely a problem. The laundry, I'll be off. Laundry is like my least favorite thing in the whole wide fucking world to do. So that's her. I know that it's terrible for the environment, but I would rather have like plastic plate, like paper plates and like plastic forks than have real dishes because I don't like to do dishes. And like (laughs) there are 10 million reasons why, but a huge part of that is like actually doing the dishes and like the the thought behind doing the dishes and so do you feel like it's gonna take forever like I look at dishes and I'm like this is gonna take me an hour to clean and it literally you know what I've started doing sometimes like I I know there are non-microwave people and I honestly respect their lifestyle that's not me I'm I love a good fucking microwave I'll put everything in there every time I'm on the phone with you I hear the microwave (laughs) A, I like to eat. B, I like hot food. And I'm not going to wait for my oven to heat up just to stare at it and be like, oh, thank you. See, that I also won't do. But um, I started now because whenever I put things in the microwave, there's no way it's more than a minute and a half or two minutes. I'm like, you have a minute and a half to get something done that you don't like to do. I know that sounds weird. I see like putting a time limit on it. You know what the craziest thing is? I realized dishes take me about 30 seconds. Literally 30 seconds to do. But it feels like 45 hours yeah dishes are hard (laughs) dishes are really hard (laughs) something steven has said to me and i'm wondering if this also falls in the realm of like being on the spectrum or adhd whichever it is but he always says he goes it's so funny ani he goes if it's like a crisis like if there's something crazy happening or if it's talking on stage in front of hundreds of people and leading an event or shit's going sideways like you got this if it's something little he's like you could actually have a meltdown and i'm like yeah that's because you have both. That's because you have both. Because for a long time, like I've known that I've had ADHD for a while, like for a long time, but there's autism in my family. And like, I won't go into that, but yeah. uh, having ADHD and autism in a woman looks very different than just having autism. And I think that that's something that people don't think about. Like, and the DSM-5 didn't include, the DSM in general did not include women until the DSM-5. And so when you look at like the, we'll call it like the similarities between autism and ADHD and like the differences, there are not a lot of differences, but there are a ton of similarities. And so people with ADHD really thrive under pressure, like do very well under pressure, are often procrastinators. Like that is the the crisis management in you, right? And then the AD, the autism in you is like, I am organized. I like structure. I need structure. I like repetition. I like patterns. I like, or I, that's, that's the autism. And so that is why it's so hard for women who have both and not, we're just talking about women right now. We're not talking about anybody else. Um, I just don't want to offend anybody. Um, so women who have both, you're constantly fighting your brain because you you want structure naturally, but you have such a hard time creating it. And you need patterns and repetition, but you have such a hard time with it. And like you need cleanliness and you you have to have it, but you have doom piles and like doom baskets, right? Because the ADHD is not clean, stereotypically. 
but autism is typically very clean. And so when you walk into somebody's house with autism, it's like hidden mess or with ADHD and autism, it's hidden mess. So it's like baskets of storage or it's like a pile of magazines because you have autism and ADHD. Now, if you just had ADHD, it's like this is a stereotype. Yeah, it just yeah. everywhere, right? Whereas if it's autism, it's like labels, 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 labels. So that's why we function in the way that we do generally, because we have both. That's I'm why like, shock right now. Is that makes so much sense? Yes. Is that also why? So I'm gonna. So my protege, the salon, Jasmine, baby Jade. Is that why I'm like, oh my gosh, when it comes to the art and doing it, this is fun. I love it. Because oh, like I said, she created, um, Ashley created the Luna Method. I love Luna Method because when you're doing it, it's so precise and intricate. But the end result is flawless. But clean, a colorable, I would rather just off I can't, I don't know. still colorables over there from before California. <laughs> oh, girl. We have to have a talk about this. <laughs> okay. You need someone to go clean those color bowls. Dude, like, there's something, like, I will literally lie. Yeah. And I'll, like, I will leave. When I'm done with my client, my mind is like, I'm out. I'm done at the salon. I don't want to clean. I'm not. I will clean this. I will come early tomorrow and clean before my client rather than staying late today and cleaning. Absolutely. And if somebody tells me, go clean those color bowls, the answer is no, because that's the PDA. <laughs> I don't. And you know what's so funny? I don't like being told, do not tell me what to do. Um, an old boss of mine one day was like, you have to read this book. You must read. And guys, you can literally TV shows. Don't tell me to watch a show because then I'll never watch it. I told my, well, about the legal books, but he was like, you have to, have to read this book. I love reading books. The books behind me are still barely half of my collection. And I was, I read two chapters of this book and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it because you told me I have to do it. You're trying to force me to do it. And now I don't want to read the book. I want you to know years later, I willingly read it. It's a great book. It's so At the moment though, I was like, I hate this. I can't, I don't force me to do anything. No. It's not, I don't, I don't function well that way. So let me ask this because being the CEO of a company, that shit's not easy. You had not only created the method, you promote the method, that reel that you, so Ashley has another admin named Ashley. The reel that you and Ashley just did, I could have fucking peed my pants. I know it's Jay and Silent Bob and I watched it 45 times. It is so funny to me, but like, so not only did you create the method, you promote the method, you are at every single event, you do 100% of the feedback to every single student, like, you do so much. I feel like that would be difficult. I don't want to say for a normal person, but like for a neurotypical person, that would be hard. So how the hell? Because I feel like that's the biggest question I ask. It's like, how the fuck do you do all the things you do knowing that you're autistic and have ADHD? Like, so how, what things have you done to like move like past it or to get yourself to like almost like take another step forward? I do nothing at all otherwise. <laughs> like uh but here's the thing regardless of my business that's what I would do anyway no and I think that yeah like no um can you elaborate for me because you do a lot okay so work-wise I like a vacation uh, like I'll be I like a vacation I like to go to theme parks I like things like that where I can go like 
I, so there's like hyposensitivity and hypersensitivity. Like I like a lot of noise when I, so hypo is where you need like, where you're not sensitive to a lot of sound and you're not sensitive to a lot of like touch, things like that. And then hypersensitivity is when you are sensitive to those things. Um, And so sound wise, I am hyposensitive. Like I love loud noise when I want loud noise. Like I love going to concerts and stuff like that. And those things make me feel really good, but I don't like a lot of touching unless like I want to be touched. And so I have to regulate myself with things like that when I am on my own. I have a partner who is very understanding of like what my needs are. Um, And like my family is very weird too. So they're not like super demanding of me. Um, Like my sisters are weird too. And like I don't have high demand people around me. I don't well with high demand people. Um, so my team is low demand, you know, so I don't have a lot of output other than what my work demands are. So then everything else is what my choices are. And I think that that's really important when you are on any sort of learning disability or learning, even just, we'll just call it learning disability, um, spectrum. Yeah. There it's ADD, ADHD, dyslexia, any of those things. I think it's really important just to have people who understand and are respectful of what your limits are. Um, But I've learned what kind of people I do well around. um, And I've learned how to communicate what my needs are. Uh, I found a therapist and a psychologist that help me communicate what my needs are. And I think that that's important too. And I don't communicate what my needs are to people who are going to invalidate them. And so that has been like a huge change for me as well. Um, Especially like when you own and operate a company of this level, um, there are a lot of people in your bubble who frankly don't really need to be there. And it's just like by default. And so it's very normal for me to be an oversharer. And that is like part of my chemical makeup and I I share backwards so like neurotypical people they start with small talk and then they like you know go up the cone to like what about your second cousin's dog's cancer (laughs) no I start with that you know and so that's something that's really hard for like people who are like me because that can scare people away instantly yeah so learning how to communicate and like what's socially acceptable and what's not was really hard, I think, even. Yeah. But I'm you. I, it takes longer for people like me to learn those things. And I think that's something that people don't understand. So learning all of those things and accumulation, I think, is the answer to your question. Yeah. You're like, I don't know if I answered it, but what if it's really good? How was valuable? <laughs> I don't know if it was good. No, that was great. Well, and I also love what you're saying about learning how to communicate, because like I said, I'm very neurodivergent. My boyfriend is very neurotypical. We are two sides of very different coins. But one thing that I think people are very surprised by when they hear about it, because I also don't talk about him a lot, is that I can come home and be like, I actually just want to be alone. Like, I want to be alone for the next couple hours, or I can come home and be like, 
I don't want to use my voice at all for the rest of the night. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to play on my phone and I'm probably going to like not disassociate, but I'm just going to like zone out for a little bit because it gets disassociate. Yeah, I, I need it. <laughs> I feel like that's what it's called. Don't don't make it sound better by saying zone out. Leave me alone. Fine. Fine. But like it's I just need that. And he's never been offended by it. Like he's because he we had the conversation of like it, oh, doing clients takes a lot out of me, whether it's consulting, whether it's inside of the salon, events take a lot out of me. And to recharge my very, very large batteries takes some time. But I also feel like I recharge very quickly. But learning to communicate those things is so crazy fucking important. Well, let me ask you this now. Yesterday, I feel like is a great example. I gave basically Ashley an assignment. I'm like, hey, I need you to do these things for me because the new, like, basically Ashley re-recorded every single Luna training video. Like, I'm putting it all into a platform. It's all, like, it's it's this close to being ready. I'm so stoked. So I was like, Ashley, hey. I need you to watch these videos, blah, 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 this and that. And then we kept texting and she finally goes, hey, I need you. She literally goes, I need you to leave me alone because you gave me an assignment that I'm very excited about and I'm in the middle of doing it. And I, <laughs> thumbs up. Didn't even respond. I was just like, heart. I didn't give her a heart. And I was like, goodbye. See you later. And then later she texts me. And I'm like, oh, she's texting it. Okay, she's she's good. I think some people might have actually been offended by that. Like, hey, I need you to leave me alone because I'm focusing. I saw that and I laughed so fucking hard. And I was like, I respect that because I told people I can't. I love you and I want to have this conversation, but I can't right now because my brain is. But you also know how hard it is for me to have those moments because. It can take weeks sometimes for me to get the things done that she asked me to do. And um, I got it all done in one evening. Good for you. So when you have moments, because you're right, I feel like I'm, last event we were at, you guys said I'm very type A. I do like my structure. I like my structure. I like my systems. I like my schedules. I don't feel like you're like that. You're a little more just like, we're here. It's beautiful and it's artistic. So in moments when you're like, okay, I don't have a choice. I have to get this done. I have to focus. Is there anything that you do to like try to get yourself in the right headspace or to try to, I don't want to say like force yourself to do it, but like force yeah. yourself to do it. So I, I feel like I am very like floaty, but also I love structure, but I need a list. Like I like a list and I like for it to just be presented with no context and I feel like that is the best way because if it's given to me with any sort of context it's instantly a demand mm. and then if there's any sort of demand put upon it it's just like middle fingers instantly yeah so I feel like that's why I live my life in the way that I live it because I'm just like there are no demands everything's just like you know um so as soon as the list is just sent no context, nothing. I'm free to do with it what I will. Then I'm like, okay, sick. I am like structure, 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 structure. But if there's any sort of demand on it, it's not getting done. Um, so I think that that's like a huge thing. I do very well with no context. Because um, I like to be able to set my own frames. I love that. But you know what? I think it's also cool because like to hear this, because even like, let's say, because I've had salon owners reach out to me and they're like, hey, I have a girl, she's ADHD, like 
she's not making progress in our program. Like, I can't figure out, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. They're almost like, I don't know what to do with her. I want to help her. I don't know how to help her. And I think hearing things like that, someone who's more neurotypical might be like, not that it's a demand, but I am telling you to do something. And I think, though, learning how even your employees' brains work helps you communicate in a way that they understand. Because, yeah, you can try to force it on them. But, like, even with, like, Jasmine, I don't think I've ever been like, go do this. Everything is like, oh, could there's always pleases and thank yous. To the point where I was, like, gra- grabbing clips to pin my row. You know how many clips to use. Every clip, I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, I was like, I might just have to do one big thank you. Because I was literally I was going, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I was like, Love <laughs> but like, and that's the thing. I'm not saying I don't technically have to do that because I'm literally, I'm paying her for this. It's her job. But to me, it's still, it's still polite. It's still courteous. I don't want to make demands of her because that's right. You're right. I don't like when people demand things from me. Which is why I was like so rebellious as a teenager. Like, <laughs> ultimately, that's exactly what it was. If my parents would have been like, your friends really would appreciate if your room was cleaner, I think. I'd been like, yeah, you're right. You are so right. My friends would have really appreciated if my room was cleaner. My room would have been spotless. But instead, they were like, nobody's coming over if your room's not clean. I've been like, well, then they're not coming over. Yes, nobody's coming. Guess I don't have friends now because no one's coming over. <laughs> exactly. It's all about the way that you let the words exit your pie hole. Yes. And not only that, even talking about, you kind of mentioned this earlier, deadlines. You're right. I can procrastinate with the deadline for me is too long. I'm like three months. Yeah, don't give me that. It's like the elevator. I would say like the elevator music turns on in my head and I'm just. But all of a sudden we have three months. So we have 90 days. Day 80. I'm like, I should probably start that now. Let's probably probably get on that. I literally had to go through, I almost like make separate deadlines for myself to push myself through projects. You have until Saturday to get the whole frame up. No one set that up except for myself. But when I, when I demand things for myself is different. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's a different story. My, you're so honored. Yes. And as an example of how, I don't want to see how stupid it is, but it, this literally goes across the board. We just moved into a house about a month and a half ago and the real his the our other guy's realtor was like I need you need to I need you to get this done and send it to me it took me three weeks yeah three weeks to even open that pdf because I'm like oof don't like don't like that you're gonna now wait for me to fucking do it <laughs> yeah that sounds about right I really struggle with that. Like, I don't do well with that. I don't do well with, like, anybody putting any sort of, like, I don't like people assuming what I'm capable of. I think trusting a really, I struggle with that on a whole nother level because I burn out so quickly. And, like, I don't do well with scheduling a call. I don't do well. Yep. See? I don't do well with planning out. I I struggle having events planned out for a year because I don't know how I'm going to feel a year from now on that day. I have no idea. And I struggle, like, this sounds so ridiculous to people who don't get it, but I have to overpack for every single class and bring, like, three different outfits because I don't know what I'm going to want to wear because I don't know how overstimulated I'm going to be. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't get that. 
Like, I bring sweatpants and pajamas to wear for classes just in case. And, like, people really don't think that I do that. But I really do do that. You absolutely do that. Yeah. But I also do bring, like, the pretty outfit that's probably what I'm supposed to wear because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. And I try really hard to be that person because when you put on events like this, you're supposed to be that person. But ultimately... There are classes where I have wore a gray sweatshirt and a t-shirt and sneakers and just got out of bed to be there. Mm -hmm. I think that people don't realize that those things are, these things are hard, you know? Yes, absolutely. Well, and that's why I think it's so cool to have you on here because it's very obvious that you're successful. It's obvious that you're smart, like, and you're crazy, crazy creative. Can you imagine if I stopped it crazy? You're super crazy. That too. (laughs) that too. But no, you're super creative. You're artistic. You're smart. You're successful. But, and I think it's, that's why I wanted you on here so bad for people to hear, like, just because you are all of those things doesn't mean you don't have hard days too. And that showing up every single day, especially when you are neurodivergent. And I'll say this, if you've been listening to the things that Ashley and I have been saying, and you're like, Ooh, that's me. I do that. I do that. I do that. Um, you you're probably you're pro you are probably neurodivergent and it's not unlikely and it's there's nothing wrong with it like there is this awful stigma like ignore the stigma there's nothing wrong with it and like just because you like we're gonna go into self-diagnosis for a second as well yeah yeah i am not self-diagnosed um i am diagnosed by a professional but self-diagnosis is valid. And I think that that's very important to know. Um, there, the test that I made Ani take, my psychologist even said, is it's created by neurotypical individuals, but it's still recognized as like a valid test to bring in with you when you're going to go get assessed. Because it's important to a psychologist and a psychiatrist, if you're going to go get assessed, that you did your own research. Like they like to see that you're that kind of rabbit hole person. Um, And so when I told him that like I had my friend take it, he was like, and what they score? He was like, yeah, there's no denying. Like you can't deny when you get these scores on these tests that you're not somewhere. And so self-diagnosis is valid. And as long as you're willing to learn and understand and be respectful of a community that you're trying to be a part of, then the community is accepting to that. Yeah. Well, and even when I was talking to my therapist, because I straight up, before I took the test, I straight up asked her, I was like, hey girl, my friend told me that I'm autistic. Am I autistic? And she's like, I, I mean, I was like, <laughs> but even then when we were talking about things like this, I was like, no, this and that. And she's like, Ani, do you remember what you sent to me before our first session? And I was like, uh-huh. In case you don't know, when I was going to go see my therapist for the first time, it was a crazy time in my life. I made her a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> where I listed all the important characters she would need to know about. So my boyfriends, any friends, my old bosses, like my family, like anyone that might come into play in therapy. I'm like, here they are. I had pictures of them. I had recaps. I had probably the biggest scenarios that she would want to address. And she was like, do you remember that? I was like, yeah, but that was to help to help you understand me. 
Yeah. Um, holistic people don't do that. They don't do that. That felt normal to me that I, I'm like, I was, and I literally was like, wait, you mean nobody's ever done that before? She's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and like the collections, like, yeah, your eyebrows just changed. <laughs> oh, you, it's so funny. Cause I was telling someone the other day, cause I do part of my ADHD is definitely hyperfixations. I find something I love. I'm obviously obsessed with it or that might be part of the autism or together they go, but I find things. And if I love it, I love it. Sometimes it's for a short time and it's stupid things like oyster crackers. Um, it can be chocolate. I have a closet beside me that's full of quarter fin Hershey kisses, which never again, I want to look at them. I have a closet filled with like quarter and half finished hobbies of things that I thought I would love for a minute. And I was telling my boyfriend, I'm like, gosh, it's a good thing. Like I hyper fixate, but I'm not an addict. Like there's nothing that's like, shut up. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? <laughs> I have healthy addictions, bitch. <laughs> Nothing's unhealthy. I'm not, like I'm not addicted to heroin or like, what are those little cakes that you like? The little cakes I like, like the hostess. No, the little, the, you bought the little machine to make the cakes. A butt cake. But, but I'm not like, being de- that I don't know. Maybe I was for, I ate two cakes in a week. And then I was like, you don't buy more cake mix. Bitch, just stop doing it. But I was dying laughing. And then my boyfriend brought it up and he was like, um, Harry Potter. I was like, no, I'm not. Oh, wait. As I look at my tattoo. <laughs> so like the, the for a minute obsessions are definitely like the adhd but like you know how they you hear the stereotype of autistic boys in trains mm-hmm. your trains are harry potter your trains are harry potter why do autistic boys love trains that actually is a thing i it is it's quite a thing i mean who doesn't love trains i don't know i and- feel like I was literally considering because we're going, we're actually going to be in London in October. We have a Luna class where it's going to be, you learn the method. I go over social media marketing and Grayson Kilgore, who created Wef Lab, is going to be there also teaching how to custom color Wef. So it's not, I always say, so it doesn't look like Neapolitan ice cream where it's like dark, medium color, light yeah. color. Like we want it to be. Don't forget the mauve band. That yeah. fucking moth band. Honestly, I will say it happens to everybody. It happened to me like three weeks ago and I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I was shitting you right now. Like, you, you've got to be kidding me right now. It happened to one weft of the nine that I colored. And I'm like, I hate you. You suck. But um, we're going to be in London. And I was literally like, should we? Well, should we go to Scotland? Yes. Do we? So yeah, we, we are. Yeah. Ride the Hogwarts Express. So. Maybe I love trains too, and I've just never really ridden one, so I don't know. But I think it's, I, what I really wanted you guys to understand and see is that first off, being neurodivergent looks, I want to say a little bit different for everybody, but it also looks the same for a lot of people. And if you're resonating to all the shit that we're saying, you're probably on the same team as us. And I think it's the more, people always ask me like, what do you do? What do you do? I just learn more. And I'm going to be honest with you. The best place I have found to learn shit about autism, ADD, ADHD is TikTok. My, <laughs> I don't know why it's so good, but if I'm clearly on the neurodivergent side of TikTok where people are like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. And I'm like, oh my God, that's me. That's me. That's me. And once I hear something like 
PDA or executive dysfunction, ooh, I Google it to the not. Now I want to know more because I know for me, the more I learned about it and the more I realized this is just how my brain works. So fighting it isn't going to fucking work. It's not going to matter. Like literally yesterday, I was like, this is it. We're getting up. We're going to work. We're going to get things done. I walked downstairs. I saw my dining room table and I was like, there's so much stuff on it. Wow, I really hate how this looks. And I was like, don't. And for a minute, I was like, don't worry about it. Do it later. And I was like, but, but. So I was like, fuck it. Set, take 20 minutes, clear off the table, wipe it down, put new decorations on. And then after I did it, I could finally like focus on work. But until I got that done, I was literally just like, oh, God, it's facilitating. It, it really can be. And I think people don't consider it because they're like, no, I'm, I'm smart. I'm successful. I do all these things. You can be all those things and still be autistic. Like, absolutely. You can, I mean, it's not, it's not, I don't care if people come at me. It's not the holistic people who are inventing things. It's not holistic people who are working for SpaceX and NASA. It's not holistic people who are inventing vaccines. I don't care if you like vaccines or not. It's not holistic people who are like Einstein. Like, it's not. Like, holistic people are not the innovators of the world. And I'll say, if you don't know what holistic is, that just means neurotypical. That means they're not autistic. They're not on the spectrum. They don't have ADD. They don't have ADHD. Holistic is a neurotypical person. And now there are, like there are, and I'm, I don't want to say like there's not any, but stereotypically it, it is the quirky hyperfixator who is pushing the world forward. And the holistic person who is pushing the world forward is just a brilliant mind. And yeah. True. Have you like seen off topic on topic? Have you ever seen the show Modern Family? Yes. Okay, you know the kid Luke. Mm-hmm. You know he's literally a genius in real life. In real life, he graduated high school at thirteen. His IQ is one fifty something. He's a part of Mensa. Like he's actually a real life genius. And when I heard that, I'm like, the little kid that they make fall down and like run into screen doors on the show. I'm like, son of a bitch graduated high school at 13 he's actually brilliant yeah that's incredible when i heard that it actually it, it blew my fucking mind and then i started googling him to the nines i'm like what the hell is he doing now like now i need to know more so that was that's cool wild yeah, i definitely did not graduate high school at 13 i thought you were about to say graduate high school i'm like you went to college i know you graduated high school <laughs> yeah i did graduate just not at 13 <laughs> same well, and then one more thing, I knew you actually have a client coming up, but because I also feel like something that can potentially come across a lot for neurodivergent people is almost how we come across. Because I know like for me, if I'm excited, I'm loud. If I'm mad, weirdly, I'm kind of quiet, but I come across as very like aggressive when I sometimes just feel like I'm dry and I'm like, I'm just saying it how it is. And I don't mean saying it how it is like, you suck, you're a weird fucking bitch. I just mean like, oh, don't do that. I I don't like that. Or hey, that actually really hurt my feelings. Have you, I know you've experienced it. So like, can you talk about your experience of like, almost not like how you come across, but like realizing that, okay, you're a little more dry than most. And while I find that really funny, personally, I love that about your personality. Like how have you dealt with that? Or like almost like come to terms with that? Well, I, I would say like in the beginning of me being a business owner, it was a lot harder because I was making a lot more mistakes than I am now. And I don't do well with being told feelings about mistakes. 
Uh, I do well. Like, if I did something wrong and you want to tell me I'm wrong, I need the facts. Like, I need you to tell me. I don't do. I like being told that I'm wrong, but I need you to tell me how to fix it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But don't tell me I'm wrong just to hurt my feelings. And so in the beginning, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of like, you screwed up, you are wrong, like you're a terrible person and there's nothing I can do to help you. And that to me was very, very hard, especially as somebody who really likes to learn and who I truly do want to be better. And so that was something that really was hard for me. And so for years, I dealt with that. Um, and so I really had to learn how to tell the people I was working with that I needed them to come to me with more than that. Like I needed to also surround myself with people who could do that. And it just now came to be like this year that I have found like the right people. Um, and I've also learned that when you are like me, you're taken advantage of a little bit more. And I don't know that. Like, I don't know when I'm being taken advantage of. And so that has been really hard. So I have to be surrounded by people who can advocate for me sometimes. Yeah. Um. So just some of, some of the, like, the conversations can't come from me. And that can be a part of my communication. Um, like, my admin has to do a lot of the communicating for me when it comes to, like, emails or, like, the first representation of the brand. Yeah. And that is huge because for me, it's like, yes, we can do this time, this date. Thank you. That is my email. Because it's very like just fat. It's just fat. Yes, we can do it. Yeah. And like that is not rude to me. Like I don't want to read your book of like fluff. I want to read a book that I want to read. Thank you. And Ashley is so good at like making people feel warm and fuzzy. And I'm just not. And so I had, that's also part of her past career. And so I had to make sure that when I brought her on, that she was able to do that for people because I'm not. And then I brought on trainers, like we have Lauren and Kayla and you who can communicate with different people based on their learning types and where they're at in their journey, because I can't communicate with everybody based on like where they are at. And then just the level of questions that they ask. Um, so figuring out who is correct for them and who can handle me was even yeah. an important part of this entire journey. Um, I've learned through the pre-training experience with people who is going to work with me best. Yeah. Um, it's kind of been like a whirlwind and it's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't really know how to answer that question. That's okay. Hard one. That's okay too. That's also still an answer and that's perfectly okay. <laughs> and that's what I think is so I don't want to see what makes it so difficult, but I think because and don't get me wrong, everybody loves to feel warm and fuzzy. Nobody wants to feel like shit. But I think there's a stigma. And I will say, you know what? It's once again with women though, that we are the nurturers, that it's supposed to be like, Hi, how are you doing? Thank you. I'm I'm a nurturer if I want to be to my dogs. Yes. To my boyfriend. Yes. My family. Yes. To an extent, I'm a nurturer. But and I do think I'm good at making people feel good. But like you said, I feel like when you're and I hate to say you're dry. I feel like you're just direct. You're right. When I think about it, there really isn't a lot of fluff. 
in the messages you send, although they're fun to me, once again, they're funny, but I can see how someone could take it the wrong way because we are used to fluff. Yes. We're used to everybody is almost like tiptoeing and being like, oh, I don't want to get canceled. So let me not say, let me work, let me go around, let me put the up. And it just becomes difficult while you are just very like, it is scary. And I think it sucks that you're when you're even when you're technically not even saying anything wrong, you're just saying it in a way that people are not used to now. It's like, well, you're mean. And I've experienced that. People are like, and don't get me wrong. There have been times where I'm 100% sure looking back now, I could have, should have, would have done it all differently. And I know that. And like, oh, for sure. Yeah, I've had to accept that and accept that I at that time really probably wasn't the best version of myself. And it's that's not to make an excuse. I always say, I hate to say I didn't know better, but when I learned better, I did better. Absolutely. Like, there are times when like, yes, I have been mean to people, but I often come across as mean. Yeah. And I think that that's something that is never intentional. Even like in my my reels, people are like, oh my God, what are you writing? Do you not realize that that's inappropriate? Like, why are you saying these things? I'm not saying anything wrong. Like your interpretation of my post is exactly that. Stop interpreting everything as negative. And that's yeah. why I respond with audio 99% of the time because when I write something out, even if I read a text, I read it exactly as your punctuation is put in the text because I am able to interpret it however I want to. And I will even send it to you or to Ashley and be like, what does this mean? Because I will read it with no emojis or exclamation points. And I'm like, this person's mad. Mm -hmm. And you guys are like, I think they're just stating what they're thinking. But if they would have just put like an exclamation point or a comma in a different place, I would have been like, okay, they're not upset. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I was actually, because I love punctuation and correct grammar. I'm not saying I always have it correctly. I'm just saying I like it. And so I end every sentence with a fucking period because it, I don't know if y'all know this, but end of a sentence is a period or a speech point or a question mark. There was one point when I, at a, an old job that I had, I was actually told I could no longer end sentences with periods because the person I was sending them to were getting offended. So I was literally told from now on, you have to put an emoji at the end of your sentence because you're being rude. I'm like, that wasn't rude. It was literally, it was just a statement. It, it ended with a period because there was nothing else to put. Like, it, and it it could be something as simple as, yes, I'll be there, period. And they were like, ugh. And I'm like, what the, what? So even things like, I know, I I was banned from ending things with a period. I had to put an emoji because it, this person in particular was, so offended by every message I sent. And I'm like, but it's not, it's not offensive. It's, it's a, it's a fucking sentence. But also I'm overly excited and I'm overly excited in public. It can come off. It's very childish. Like we were at the Blink-182 concert and I managed to snag one of Tom DeLonge pics and I was crying like a child and I was like, flapping my arms like a child and literally and to anybody around me I probably looked like a nutcase and here's the thing if you don't know you don't know and like people probably were like this girl 
is an infant. <laughs> when I get excited, it is like true, like untamed excitement. And it's not usually externalized. Yeah. And when it is externalized, it is like it cannot be tamed. I feel you, but look, if I were to catch Billie Eilish's sweat, I would react that same way. Are you kidding me? So I get it. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for being on here. I feel like we're going to have to do more episodes and keep talking about this because I really feel for it, whether man or woman that live on the scale and the spectrum and are neurodivergent, but honestly, especially women, I feel like it's so hard. It's so much more difficult for us for whatever reason. I feel like it's great to have these conversations to hear from two women who are, once again, both CEOs, both have their own companies, both do their own thing, but are able to work with their brain to make sure to like get all these things done as opposed to like work against it and feel like you have to fit in the mold or the frame in order to be successful or look successful. So I just want to say, Ashley, thank you so much for being here today. Having me. This was so much fun. And guys, if you want to follow Ashley, it's at her, um, at is at the Luna Method. And I will link all of that down below. If you're watching this on YouTube, go follow her. It's amazing. And I personally think your posts are funny as shit. So <laughs> I don't know if that helps because my sense of humor is dark and dry. So that might not be good, but I think it's great. So thank you so much for being here, Ashley. Thank you.